0: And welcome to Inside Scoop Live. I'm Sherry Hoyt, and I'm your host for today. I'm delighted to have as my guest today Dr. Iyabo Ojikutu, author of Permanent Happiness, a self help inspirational book that outlines simple steps to finding permanent happiness through peace, joy, and life given purpose. Before we start, let's learn a little bit more about Dr. Iyabo. Dr. Iyabo Ojikutu is a board certified pediatrician and Fellow of the American Academy of Pediatrics. She received her medical degree at the College of Medicine, University of Lagos, Nigeria. She has been practicing medicine since she was 22 years old and currently owns and runs her own practice in Atlanta, Georgia, where she lives with her two daughters. Permanent Happiness is her first book. Her writing began in December 2015 after her dear father passed. For more information about Dr. Iyabo and her book, Permanent Happiness, Visit her website at DrIyabo.com, and that's D-R-I-Y-A-B-O dot com. Hi, Dr. Iyabo. Welcome to Inside Scoop Live. Hi, Sherry. So nice to be with you today. To begin, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: So, as you said, Sherry, my name is Iyabo. My full name is Iyabo Ojikutu. I was born and raised in Lagos, Nigeria, which is in West Africa. And I was last of five children. We were all raised in um, Nigeria. My older siblings did have some education outside the country, but I attended my primary and my secondary education in Lagos. And I also went to medical school at Lagos University Teaching Hospital. And the reason I chose medicine really was because I was really good with the science subjects and most Nigerian parents once you're really good with the science subjects, they start to hint. Would you like to be a doctor? Would you and I and I thought, well, being a doctor would be nice helping people and I had an uncle who also was a really well-known neurosurgeon in Lagos at the time. And you know, I met with him and he also inspired me to practice medicine. So I, mm. I finished my medical school in Lagos and then I left for England when I was 22. And I practiced medicine in England also for four years before I moved to the state in 98. And then I had to do residency all over again, which was in the Bronx in New York, at a, the Bronx Lebanon Hospital. I was chief resident in my final year. I guess they noticed that I had quite a bit of experience in pediatrics, which was nice. And then after residency, I moved to Atlanta, which is where I live now. I've lived in Atlanta for the last 17 years, and I have two children, two girls. They're 20 and 14 years old. Tell us about your book.
0: What is Permanent Happiness about?
1: So Permanent Happiness simply is peace. It's just finding that inner peace that exists within each and every one of us. We all find it at different times in our life, but it is there. And the reason why permanent happiness is so important is because as we all know, life is unpredictable. There's going to be ups and downs in life. And whenever we talk about happiness, we're usually thinking about the positive, the uplifting, the soul, you know, the soul roaring events that we have, but we don't remember that We really need to stay happy all through life, otherwise life will get hard and we may stumble. So the reason why I feel permanent happiness is so important is because it's that inner peace that enables us to find the balance and the fulfillment and contentment that we need when life is throwing hard stuff at us.
0: And Dr. Ayaba, what inspired you to write Permanent Happiness?
1: So again, like you heard, I've been a doctor most of my life for the last 25 years. I had no idea that I could write a book. I've journaled a lot for many, many years, but I lost my father, um, unfortunately, at the end of 2015. Hmm. And I was really close to my dad. We didn't live in the same place. He lived in Lagos and I lived in England and then now in the U.S. And I didn't see him that often, but I always had a really close connection to him because he was just a very gentle, very humble, very wise person. And he gave me a lot of good advice that still helps me in my daily living now. So when he passed, even though he was 86, I honestly thought my dad was going to live forever. So when he passed, it, it hit me quite hard. And I just was grieving and trying to um, do everything I could to stay connected with his spirits. And I was spending a lot of time in quiet and solitude, just trying to make sense of the loss I just had. Mm-hmm. And it just came out from nowhere. Two months after he passed, I um, just got this urge. I was just sitting on my bed with my laptop on my lap and I just got this urge to... That writing just to write down what made me happy how I found happiness all my life story and how I you know plan on finding happiness with my dad not being around and that's how the book came to be yeah that's amazing it's
0: like you were inspired by him to do it
1: yes yes thank you
0: I am intrigued Dr. Iabo by the many different hats you wear Uh, I understand you're a board-certified pediatrician and a practice owner And I'm curious as to why you chose pediatrics as a career.
1: Oh, yes. Um, So during medical school in Lagos, the first time that I was around sick kids, I had an instant connection with them. I just knew that whatever it was I decided to do as a doctor moving forward, I had to be involved in making kids feel better as much as I could because there were so many sick kids that we saw in the children's emergency room on the wards that were really expiring and dying from illnesses that were preventable. Some were just poverty related, you know, mm-hmm. ignorance, just not knowing what to do. So I really just felt that I was inspired by my first rotation in pediatrics, seeing kids, and I just knew that I was I had to be a part of making kids better as I advanced in my career yeah oh I love that thank you
0: you are also a single mom to two daughters and blogger and and also a speaker Uh, how do you how do you balance everything
1: oh Sherry that's a question (laughs) I get asked a lot (laughs) I've had to answer that question a lot and I see why people wonder how I balance it but I I always start with telling people that remember we have 24 hours in the day and remember that sleep is the first thing I prioritize because without sleep I'm not going to be useful to myself or to anyone. Mm. So I I really strive to have at least least 7 to 8 hours of sleep most days, if not every day. And then 8 hours from 24, you still have 16 hours left. So there's a lot of time to get things done. I think we just don't prioritize enough. So number one is I prioritize a lot. I'm a, I am ai make lists, I write, <laughs> I write all my things to do, and I make sure I schedule all the important things, exercise, spending time with my kids. So important things I make sure I prioritize.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I, I also ask for help. I've done that for a long time. Ever since I've had a job, I've always put some, funds aside to pay for a nanny for my kids to pay for a personal assistant sometimes i've had a nanny who's done both for me help Mm. with my kids and help me you know with my life as well so that's a major part i think people don't think of you're going to be a lot more productive in life in your career and in your personal life if you ask for help and sometimes it has to be paid help I I know it's nice to have a neighbor or a friend who helps, but sometimes if it's paid help, it's more reliable and it's more useful. And then the last thing is I say no to some things and to some events and um, Mm -hmm. invitations. I don't go to every place I'm invited to, and I don't do everything for everybody. I learn to say no and not feel bad about saying no. That's big. It's hard for people to say no. Yes. Really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you've lived on three different continents, Africa, Europe, and North America. Uh, What have you learned about life and about yourself living in these three very different places? Mm,
1: A lot. (laughs) A (laughs) lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I think um, think if everybody lived in more than two continents, or even more than one continent, there would be world peace. I really Mm. believe that. Yes, I really Ah. believe if we gave ourselves the chance just to live in another country, in another continent completely, it would make life a lot better. We would give each other, you know, a better chance of getting to know ourselves from a heart and soul perspective. So what I've learned living in those three continents is that we're really all the same. I believe we're all the same 95%. Honestly, black, Mm -hmm. white, yellow, in between, we're all the same. The only thing that, separates us is really the shades of our skin. Everything else is the same. We all want the same things. We, we, our wants and needs in life are all the same. We're all looking to have a voice that will be heard by other people, to be validated by other people, to be important and have a place on this earth and make a difference somehow. Really, everybody you talk to is trying to do that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just that we don't focus on those similarities that we all really just want to make a difference. We're here to make a difference, and that's what we're trying to do. But we focus on uh, differences too much, and that's what causes problems. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I've learned, that we're really all the same people and we're seeking the same things in life if only we understood that there would be world peace that's my dream that one day there will be peace on earth honestly i dream that every day and i am i'm willing to be a real and active contributor to that
0: yeah well in your book permanent happiness that's a step towards that too
1: yes yes it is absolutely it is
0: you have to be happy and and content with yourself before you can be of any good to others right
1: Yes, yes, and that's what permanent happiness is about. You have to first find that inner peace. You have to know who you are, understand who you are, what makes you tick, why you're here, Mm -hmm. and then you'll be able to relate to other people. So if everybody did that, if everybody found their own permanent happiness and we all came together, then there would be world permanent happiness. It sounds easy, and I'm I'm an optimist. (laughs) Yeah, I'm an optimist. I dream big, and I always look at the best. And... positive outcomes, and I still believe that if we all walked towards our own permanent happiness, life would be so much better. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Inside Scoop Live is a global internet-based broadcast specialized in interviewing published authors about their current books and their areas of expertise. Join us and hear both well-known and upcoming writers talking candidly about their life, experience, as well as the business of being an author in today's literary world. Always interesting and current, we strive to bring our audience high-quality discussions that spotlight a vast diversity of authors in the field today. Our interviews are available 24-7 through direct podcasts, as well as MP3 download from your computer for your convenience. Please visit us at InsightScoopLive.com. Welcome back to Insight Scoop Live. Today I'm talking with Dr. Iyabo Ojikutu, author of Permanent Happiness. Be sure to check out more information about Dr. Iyabo and her book Permanent Happiness by visiting her website at www.driyabo.com. You spoke at the Sustainable Development Goals Media Zone event at the United Nations last September 2017. What can you tell us yes. about that event?
1: That was a life-changing event because that was really my, my a big platform for me. I was a little bit nervous in the beginning, I have to admit. But then I got onto that stage. I knew I had something to say. I knew I wanted to get it out there for people to really hear what my book was about and what SDG 16, which really is all what, you know, the basis of my book is about it. SDG 16 is Peace, Justice, and Strong Institutions. So that was just an exciting platform for me to be on, to be able to have that global platform to extend my voice to people, to let them know uh, what I thought peace and happiness was. Just within 10 minutes to be able to give that speech was was life-changing for me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it really was. Is that interview
0: available on your website?
1: Yes, it is. It's available on my website. It's also on my YouTube channel. Yes, okay. it's on both places, yes. Okay, perfect.
0: Listeners, do check out Dr. Iyabo's website, www.dryabo.com, to see her interview at the United Nations and learn more about the work she is doing to promote
1: permanent happiness.
0: So, yeah. So tell us about your next writing project. Do you have another book
1: planned? I do. I have a completed book. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually writing a third book. So I have a second book that I wrote. Uh, right behind Permanent Happiness. As I was finishing off Permanent Happiness, again, I got this urge and inspiration just telling me, well, now you're going to make people individually happy. They're all going to have their individual Permanent Happiness. Now, how are you going to, <laughs> now, Yabo, yeah, well, I, I literally had that question like, okay, Yabo, yeah, now how are you going to bring everybody together? And then I started <laughs> to think, okay, well, with all these divisions going on, racial, religious, gender divisions, political mm-hmm. divisions, okay, I'll have to address those because it's not going to end that, oh, I'm happy, you're happy, we come together. There's still other things we have to discuss. Mm-hmm. And that's how the second book came about. So the second book really just talks about all those forms of human divisions, what I've experienced living in those three continents as per divisions, how I've pushed through and what I feel that we can all do to push through and to, um, to tackle those divisions once and for all. So that's what my second book is about. It's not yet published, but it's, um, it's in the works to be published. Oh, that's
0: great. i look forward to its release. Now, what can you tell us about your writing habits? Do you have a process or a ritual that you follow before you sit down to write?
1: I do. I do have a ritual I go by. When I first started writing, of course, I noticed thoughts came to me when I was alone, when I was quiet and just by myself in solitude. So that's what I I tap into now. Once it's time to write, I I let mine. It's just my one daughter that is home with me, my 14-year-old. But she knows when it's mommy writing time. Mm -hmm. I make my tea, I get my laptop, and I just start to type in quiet. And the thoughts, all I need to do is start, Sherry. I just start typing from where I stopped, and the thoughts just keep flooding. Ah. So for me, that's my writing ritual. And then I get get a lot of content. Believe It or Not, When I'm Taking a Shower.
0: <laughs> wow. My,
1: yes, my first book and my second book, I'll say probably 75% of the content came to me while I was taking a shower. So what I, I, I would always have a notepad on my phone next to my shower, and as I stepped out, I just typed all the points so I didn't forget. <laughs> so I get a lot of content for my blog posts while I'm taking a shower. I don't know if it's the calming effect of the water, just being alone with my thoughts, um, so those are the two. I get quiet in solitude, or oh, I wait till I take a shower to get all the content I need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I
0: I think you know, the shower is a perfect place to come up with yeah. uh, content because, you, like you said, you're quiet and you're contemplative, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's perfect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. And what can you tell us about your publishing experience?
1: So yes, that wasn't the easiest process I thought it would be. So I finished my book, Permanent Happiness, and I read it over and over many times. And I thought to myself, "Wow, this is a book I have to get out there." And I was so again, my optimistic side was like, "Oh yeah, boy, you're going to get a publisher." Just so I started to research. I Went to a few book conferences. I pitched it to a few agents and publishers and you know They all told me it's a good book. It sounds really good But basically they were telling me I didn't have a platform I I guess that's just people don't know who I am and I I started Mm. to understand the publishing world So I kept trying so all through 2016 I sent my book out to over a hundred agents and publishers I was still really hoping Mm-hmm. But by the end of the year, when nothing was coming through, I decided to just self-publish. So when 2017 started, I put my own team together. I researched um, good editors, and I found two really good editors. I found a graphic artist who helped me with you know, the design of the book and my website and all, and a really good format. And I just did a real lot of research about Amazon and how to publish on Amazon and that's how I got it out last year me so I I just did it myself and it's out now and doing quite well yeah it
0: is and your hard work and efforts have paid off i think self publishing is a wonderful tool for independent authors because you know it gets more voices out there like yours that need to
1: be heard that is so true. Yeah. That's so true. Because if we were all waiting for traditional publishers, then we'd never get our books out there. So yes, it does. It gives us that pathway to be able to do it. Yes, that's so true.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, so based on your experience uh, writing your first book and publishing your first book, uh, what advice can you give to aspiring authors?
1: So what I would say, there's many people who would like to write books. I've heard that from uh, people who follow me on social media. People send me private messages asking me what research I did, how did I write the books, where did I do the research, and unfortunately, I didn't do any research. So I just let them know that I actually did not do any research, and if they're wanting to write, the advice I give them is it's either you're writing nonfiction or fiction, right? So... I just tell them if you're writing nonfiction, it's going to be based on facts. it's going to be based on actual experiences you've had. So what you need to do, people can't, um, let me see how would I, people can't really separate themselves from their worries and their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to be able to write if you're consumed with the external world all the time. So the advice I give them is you really need quiet time. You're not going to be able to write in the midst of all the chaos going on in your mind. I'm telling you, I've been there and I know that I, there was no way I could write when I had so much going on. So, so that's the first advice I give them that first of all, decide if you want to write nonfiction or fiction. Everybody has a story to tell. You've had, If you're alive and breathing, you've had some experiences. Mm-hmm. So carve out quiet time where you can write, and just try to write every single day, even if it's only 10 words you write, because it's like a muscle. You're, the more you write, the better you get at it. And then if you want to write fiction, just make up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. Just, I'm looking forward to writing my first fiction book, I'd love to just sit down and make things up. So I tell them, I'm like, I feel fiction is even easier than nonfiction, because you're just sitting there and say, oh, the cow jumped over the moon, and then the moon got, Yeah. So you're making things up. (laughs) Yeah. The key thing is you must be able to disconnect yourself from the external world and just get into your own thoughts and leave your worries and everything away from your writing. Otherwise, you won't be able to write.
0: I think that's great advice. Dr. Iyabo, thank you so much for joining me today. It has truly been a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much, Sherry. This was a wonderful experience.
0: To our listeners, thank you for joining me today at Inside Scoop Live for my interview with Dr. Iyabo Ochikutu, author of Permanent Happiness. Once again, you can learn more about Dr. Iabo and her work at www.dryabo.com and that is d-r-i-y-a-b-o.com and be sure to check out our other interviews at insidescooplive.com.